0: Welcome to a Healing Peace podcast. My name is Kimir Baker. I am an overcomer, writer, speaker, and God enthusiast. I am fueled by helping women achieve their emotional healing so that they can live the abundant life God has for them. In this podcast series, we provide faith-based inspiration to men from emotional hurt along with tools and tips for emotional wellness. In your journey, as you apply these tools and tips, you will begin to live the transformed life that you always desired. In fact, you will possess a new you. Welcome back. It is that time again for another great segment within our Healing Peace podcast. This segment, we are going to talk about our worth. Now, before I jump in, I want to do my PSA shout out. If you've been listening for a while, you know what I'm about to say. Please take a moment to subscribe to our channel and leave us a wonderful review. When you do this, we can reach more people. Also, please consider sharing our podcast with others. We really want to be a light during this season. We are asking for your help in getting the word out to help us increase our shine. Mm-hmm. Now, back to the matter at hand: our worth. What are your first thoughts? When I say the word worth, do you consider yourself to have worth? By definition, worth means the value of something measured by its qualities or by the esteem in which it's held. I'm going to try to simplify just a little bit more and say it's. Your qualities that measure your value. And I'm going to say, hey, it's okay to be esteemed. Now be prepared because this podcast, I'm just going to be asking you some questions. So I want you to journey with me as we get to learn a little bit more about ourselves and dig a little deeper on those great qualities that we have. And sometimes we need to think for a moment, these questions going to provide that thought-provoking moment. Here's a question. Do you feel as though you have qualities that indicate how valuable you are? Or do you know the qualities that others look highly upon you? From an investment financial standpoint, we seek out items that will hold their value. We research the best companies to buy items from. We do our research. You know, one company says I can do this. Another company says that. We're going to look into it to make sure that we're going to the right location. We may research best computers to buy, the right stocks and bonds to invest in our money. Shut, even on a smaller scale. We may think about where we're going to buy our clothes and shoes. We want items to last long. We also know that we're just not going to go to certain stores. Why? We don't want to waste our money. I know this store is so cheap that I bought something out two days later. I got a hole in it. You're not going to go there. You're going to find someplace else so you can get the best of your value of the finances that you're putting into it on whatever product you're trying to get. Okay what about the qualities of a person what do we look for to identify worth the first one that comes to my mind is usually how much money do we have more money means more worth. another one may be our successes If I excel in my career, then others will notice me more and validate my worth. As I say this, my more spiritual people who are listening are like, Girl, come here, you lost your mind. I don't look to those things to validate me. What about integrity instead of pursuing an opportunity? Or loyalty? kindness to others dependability maybe seeing the world with the jar half full instead of half empty how about being able to inspire others or possessing a positive self image and not to forget having faith In God. Yes, these are great qualities. Now, how often do you think this way about yourselves? At least the good qualities. Are you prone to see the qualities within yourself? Or do you quickly push them aside and focus on your duties throughout the day? How about this? How do we get to a place where we can see our worth more frequently? Well, let's talk about it. Last week, I was reading my Bible. Yep, it does happen. I stumbled across Luke nine fifty one through fifty six. In this passage, Jesus was determined. To make it to Jerusalem. He knew. That the time was approaching. For him. To die on the cross. To get to Jerusalem. He needed to pass through. The town. Of the Samaritans. He sent. People ahead of them. To make arrangements. And I'll tell you this. I wish I could send somebody. Or call somebody. And say, hey, can you make arrangements for me so I can stay at X, Y, and Z? One day I'll be able to do that. I digress. They went, they tried to get arrangements, but no one would receive them. When this happened, his fellow disciples asked if they should command fire to come down from heaven to consume them. Yeah. Now, when I read this, I laughed out loud, just like I'm laughing right now. Why, you may ask, the disciples were like, Hey, Jesus, you're not being treated properly. Let's call down fire on those people. They do not know who they're messing with. For yourselves, have you ever felt like someone did not appreciate your value? and you wanted to teach them a lesson oh yes you wanted to prove who you are i have numerously been in this predicament as i stated previously i am in it it is a tough world i don't recommend it for everybody in actuality it is a man's world and as i say that phrase i'm singing a song but i'm gonna spare you i ain't gonna sing too but i'm just saying with it being a man's world there are about 25 percent of women in the i.t industry that is not a lot there were and still are. Many occasions where assumptions are made about my expertise due to me being a woman. There are many occasions where I have to work harder to prove that I have what it takes to be in IT. Not to mention the labor to get my fellow clients to listen to my thoughts and ideas. When I was younger in the field, I would have many outbursts. I don't recommend it. But I was so frustrated with the inequality. Being overlooked, always fighting for my place. Yes, I am the minority. However, I am not the only one who has experienced inequality. I'm going to go way back in time. I'm unsure if you remember in the early 2000s, mid-2000s, when Oprah was overseas and she encountered poor treatment. She wanted to buy an exquisite item, but the attendant thought she could not afford it, so they would not assist her. I'm like, Oprah? For real? I mean, you got mad bank. But she was in a place where others did not know about her fame and fortune. Even though I'm not like Oprah, meaning I don't have billions, I don't have her status, I don't own my own TV show, station, or network, if you want to call it. The list goes on. Nevertheless, we both experienced situations where people did not know about us and our capabilities. And I will tell you, in those moments, like Jesus' fellow disciples, I will say, let me do something bold and major to grab their attention. I did admit, though, while I was reading, I was like, uh, well, fire does seem a bit harsh. Then I thought, Man, they can get away with saying that out loud. They, they was in front of Jesus. Hey, Jesus, I'm going to and burn people up. Like, what? And see, this is why I like the Bible. Because you see us. You see who we are. And we're not the only ones that had the same similar thought. But I wanted to know, how in the world did they get away with trying to breathe down fire on people? So, I dug a little deeper in the Bible. I discovered the significance of calling a consuming fire on people. In the Old Testament, when the prophet Elijah, the king of that time, did not want to seek God's prophet to receive answers about his health. You're like, huh? Okay, I know. That's sorry. I didn't say that too clearly. Back in the day, during the prophet Elijah time, there was a king and the king was actually sick and he went out. To find foreign gods to ask them how he recovered in his health. But God, being God, sent Elijah to meet with the messengers. God wanted the king to know hey, you come to me for answers. Don't be going to no foreign God. Anyways, every time Elijah met the messengers, he stated, God, if I am a man of God, then send down fire to consume the messengers. And you know what happened? The fire came down, and yes, they were consumed. This happened twice. Then the third group, they were smart. They was like, hey, 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 wait up. Don't be trying to kill me. I'm just a messenger. But. God responded in that way because he wanted the king to know that he is the God of Israel, not the foreign God, and that Elijah was the man of God, and he should go to him because he had the authority. And God was like, you better recognize who I am, going to someplace else, getting your answers. You better come to me. I say all of this to let you know. That Jesus' disciples were asking Jesus, I still laugh because it's funny, was asking Jesus if it was okay for the fire to come down so that they knew that Jesus is the Son of God. Since he is the Son of God, he should be treated better. Now you see, we ain't the only ones where others do not know our value. This is the same case for Jesus. They did not know that he's a healer. The miracle worker. The man who is touched by sinners but still meets their needs. A man who can listen to our pleas. Someone who goes deep within our hearts and want us to be loved, strengthened, and encouraged. He is the person who will meet you in your darkest place. He is the person who will heal your wounds. Yes, Jesus, the miracle worker. But they didn't know it. I want to highlight, because this is so important, that you're going to have people in your life who just do not know your value, your good qualities, your worth. This is reality. Again, going back to my original question, how do we get to a place where we can see our worth more frequently? I'm going to add to this question with how do we see our value, our worth, when others do not? The answer, which you're probably going to be mad at me for this answer, but I can't help myself. The answer is simply being with Christ. Jesus' disciples knew Jesus' authority and power as the Son of God because they were with Him. They saw day in and day out His miracles. They saw the man of God in witnessing who He truly was. They possessed their confidence. They knew that they were hanging with the Son of God. So much so, they said, Hey, we will call down fire to consume them. And this is so important. They didn't ask Jesus to call down the fire, but they were going to do it. How often can you call on things? To happen in your life because you saw the power of God. You know that he is faithful and true. You know that he is a miracle worker. In your faith in him, you possess a level of certainty that no one else possesses. But here's the catch. Your faith develops when you spend time with him. If you're not spending quality time, it is harder to spot his miracles. You will say, "Mm, oh, that was chance. That just happened. And in the process, dismiss the power, the living God in your life. Therefore, once again, in answering the questions, how do you see your words continually, especially when others do not? The answer by spending time with Christ and developing your confidence in words through his power. We have an incredible source for greatness and our soul goodness. It is through Christ and our Heavenly Father that we're able to rise above our circumstances, that we're able to tune in, hone in to those qualities that He's given us and take security and confidence of who He is creating within us. And so many times, everything around us tells us that we're not of worth, that we're not valued. But I want to highlight that one of the qualities about Jesus is that he is willing to meet with us even when we're not at our greatest place. But in meeting with us, he's there to lift us up, guide us, and strengthen us. So that we have a new life that is represented in him. And his life is represented in us. And we all know that Jesus is a bad dude. Jesus is like, whoo! And he's able to do things and calm his spirit when things around him is crazy. And I say that because so many times things around me get crazy, but I can look to him. To see how he went back to his father, how he cried out to God, and he asked God for his source, his strength to keep going, and he humbled his spirit to listen to his guidance. So as we are moving forward and being secure in our worth, again it simply begins with being secure in Him, even when we don't or even when we fall short. Now, as I say this, some of you guys are like, yeah, you you and your Jesus. I know I do get carried away with my Jesus. I love him so much. But I know some of you guys are like, okay, I need more. I need some practical methods on how to make this tangible in my life. I totally get it because we're just getting started on this conversation. I want you to come back next week Because we're going to delve into being rooted in our self-worth, not only with Christ, but general things that we can do in our daily walks so that we're being victorious and we're grasping our worth. We're grasping those good qualities and being able to move beyond what people think and feel about us, but that we can have the confidence that we need. Please come back. We're just getting started with the conversation. I'd love to see you next week. And don't forget to give us a review and subscribe. Tell your friends about us. See you next week.